hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I hear it's Typo Waffle Time! Welcome to Tiffle Waffle, and today Toy has uh, got no, the. Oh, sorry, wait. I think you mean Willkommen. Are we speaking German today? Well, isn't that how the word's pronounced correctly? Willkommen. In that, German? Yeah. Yes, but we. Hmm? We're not speaking German. Okay. This is an English podcast on an English language teaching topic and Troy's uh, doing wait, the wait I don't know if language is the right pronunciation of that word it could be isn't it language <laughs> French yeah isn't it <laughs> is this a pronunciation podcast yeah I guess so alright hit it hit All right. the topic so uh, Steve what country do you live in I live in Thailand oh you live in Thailand can you, can you speak Thai a little bit okay um, tell me what provinces you've been to Oh, God. Okay. I've been to Phuket. Okay. <laughs> you knew that was coming. Yep. All right. So, is it's that... Not, it's not fuck it. It's not fuck it. No, it's not fuck it. It's not Phuket? It's not Phuket. Or Phuket. No. No. But what did you call it? Phuket. How do you know it's Phuket, not Phuket? Yeah. Okay. So, this is a problem. We have another province that I've been to is Kanchanaburi. And I've been to a place is, called Pati. Is it Kanchanaburi? Or what is it in Thai? Kanchanaburi. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But in English, Kanchanaburi. 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 Okay, so you're saying that words have different pronunciations in different languages. They do. Okay, now uh, these were good examples because they're proper nouns. Yes. And proper nouns, by definition, can't be translated. You can't translate the word Kanchanaburi into English. No. If you did, wait, it's the, the Buri is the, the center. No, the township the I don't know Pro- what you call it, provincial I, yeah area you yes. know provincial centerness of Kanchana yeah who is a woman who I, was a woman I, I can't remember I think okay. the Janna is part of a sort of Buddhist word that means something I forgot okay but there's a good example of this in Europe uh-huh. um, Munich Munich yeah Munich Mu- Munich 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 as opposed to München okay so that's a, a good one where we can't translate the word, but the pronunciation is completely different. And somebody who said, I'm going to Munchen, the other person would, who, an English speaker who doesn't know any German would go, huh, where? Yeah. Like they, they don't. There's no match. They're so, the pronunciation of them is so different. Mm. They're not translated, but the pronunciation is so different that uh, one is unintelligible to the other. Okay. All right. But if we take something like, uh, I say in English, Kanchanaburi, and a Thai speaker may say to me, huh, what? Yes. But that's a Thai speaker who isn't fluent in English. Right. Okay, if you're a fluent English speaker, and I said, Kanchanaburi, you might be able to figure it out, but probably not unless you had some familiarity with The with problem Thai is accent. that with, with these Thai words, and I think it's the same in, in with the cities in China and so on, it doesn't actually matter how good your Thai or Chinese, it doesn't really matter how good your local knowledge of the language is, you're going to get it slightly wrong. Um, because the, these are meaningless words, they're just place names, and the stress and the individual sounds are... Yeah. are Weird to us, 
We have to anglicize them when we're speaking them, otherwise it's difficult to well, say. Well, otherwise we're not using the sounds that exist in the English language. I mean, there are a fixed set of sounds for each language. So English has got, what, 44 phonemes, give or take, depending on how you want to pass it and, and be anal about it. But if we're throwing in ones that aren't used in English, are we speaking English anymore? Yeah, and the the problem is that we're talking about places which are not in English areas. You know, there's there's a really good one in Thailand. There's a place called Bai, yeah, which Bai. I'm saying completely wrong, and it doesn't really matter how I say it. If I say it to a Thai person, they go what? <laughs> because that word can mean so many things in Thai. Yeah, and if I'm one of the meanings is to go. So if I say I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going to buy um, whatever language I'm speaking in it, it, it's just a confusing sentence uh, unless it's in the context of I'm in the north and I'm yeah. going to go and see the mountains and you know the, the well if someone asks you what province are you going to what city are you visiting where did you go on the weekend uh, they'll know they'll know that that if is the full, a place if the full sentence was in Thai right uh and it also makes sense when the full sentence is in English and you say pi, I went to pi. As long as, obviously, the person needs to know that there's such a place as pi. Right. Otherwise, it'd be... But, but, I mean, I think that a Thai... A, a Thai person thinking about Thailand in Thai will still mm-hmm. get confused with pi because it's not pi. It's no. a it's a pi or whatever the yeah. s- that so, sound is in it. Ah, okay, so there's our issue where the it uses a sound that does not exist in English. Right. Well, that, that's the same thing with Munich, right? Because yeah. Munich, if you try and do it Germanly, Munich yeah. doesn't, and yeah. München is not the same as Munich anyway. Yeah. And so you got this problem where people try to be German, speaking German place names, and then they don't sound German enough, so they just sound sort of weirdly Weird. arrogant and and and. Well, this is if you're speaking English, and you're using a. a We'll just stick to proper nouns for the sake of simplicity. Okay. You're speaking English and you want to say the place name in German, but you're speaking to uh, a guy from South Africa and you're Australian. Now, obviously, it's completely illogical f- for the Australian to use the German pronunciation of the word in an English sentence to a non-German speaker. <laughs> And no, it's not. Let's make it but, worse. No. And we're in Thailand. Yeah, well, the problem is that people do do that nowadays because it's so PC. You know, the, it's the, not PC. Well, it's almost condescending. It's well, always, it's, it's almost I, I gone it's all the way at the other end. Yeah. And interestingly, when you speak to school students, primary yeah. school students even, and they try to sound English, yeah, they'll say the name with an anglicized because they know that that's how English people say it. Um, in South Africa, you you get a name like Casper, for example. So Casper is a nice English name, but then somebody calls their child Casper. So in Afrikaans, it's Casper. And then when uh, when that child says their name in English, they'll say Casper because that's their ang their, their English. They're anglicizing their Afrikaans. Right, and it sounds like an Afrikaans person speaking English, and it's yeah. perfect. I mean, so if. If children, I mean, if that's a natural tendency for us to do it, right? We try and speak the language of the person that we're speaking to, even if it's a place name or a person's name. We'll, um, I mean, my name is not the same in Thai 
No, all, all Cambodian. Or I mean, the 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 name changes. Ah, okay. Here's here's my question. So, all right. Uh, I'm speaking to you in Cambodian. Yep. And uh, I say, um, what's your name in Cambodian? The natural way. Steve. Okay. Yes. Now I'm speaking to you in English. Yeah. I say, what's your name? Steve. Okay. Now I say, Andengi. And in, in, in Vietnamese, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and by the way, I've forgotten how to speak Vietnamese. That's not right. <laughs> okay. And I've also forgotten my Cambodian accent, so that wasn't right either. Okay. But the, the point is, when I'm asking you in that language, you can either respond and say, Stephen. Mm. And then the person says, That's so difficult to say. And they can't say it because it's using the sounds and the order of sounds that don't exist in their language. So it has to be Khmer-sized. Okay, now where are we we going with this? What's what's our destination? Okay, uh, let's pick pick a nice middle word. Okay, does the sound um, je exist in English? No. Oh, television, yes. Ah, yes. And, and all, the, all the other words. But it, it holds quite a unique place in the sounds of English in that... It can't be at the beginning of a word. That's right. It's yeah. only in the middle. Yes. All right. But that sound does exist at the in beginning French. in French. Yes. Yeah. But my question is, is it genre or genre? Oh. Oh, oh is this where we're going with no, this? No, we're not. I'm just... I'm genuinely asking a question, and I genuinely don't know what the answer to this is, because... On the one hand, it doesn't break what I would see as rules. Genre. You don't use the sounds of another language when you're speaking another language. If the sounds don't exist in that language, then you can't use them in that language. Or you can you can decide to, but you're going to sound like a nitwit and But I mean, there, there are un-understood. lots of... Yeah, there are lots of words in English that nobody actually knows how to say. I mean... Um, but genre. We have all those sounds in English. Yes. We have je... But clearly, on. if you say genre, you're you're harking back to its its French roots, and you're speaking with your pseudo arrogant um, French accent. And no, if I was doing my pseudo pseudo accidentally arrogant <laughs> French accent, it'd be something like genre. That's trying to pronounce I mean, it. You know, I say French genre. I, I genre with genre. Genre. It's never a genre. No, I think it's genre, and I I don't think that. Yes, we don't have that sound at the beginning of the words under normal circumstances, but this is a a borrow. It's it's a borrow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, most words in English are borrowed words. Well, the whole language is borrowed, really. Or it's a miss. It's a whole mashup of borrowed bits or whatever. Where's my good Anglo-Saxon word when I need one? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Um. So. Uh, I'm speaking English. So I, if I'm speaking English and I'm using a uh, noun, it's nice and easy. Use the noun as it's pronounced in that language, but perfectly. Wait, wait, wait. Use the noun of the language that you're speaking. Yes. Or you borrowing an um, no. Oh, if okay. I borrow a noun from another language. If I borrow a noun from from Spanish, Spanish, and I'm speaking English, and it's an abode. Speak... Right. Okay. It's an so, abode. So you it just is. change it to. And English. I'm sure that's not the Spanish pronunciation. So I no, don't no, even but, but what what's the argument here? Are, are we are we? Are the, people still... the nouns are easy. Okay. Right? Nouns are easy. 
I'm sorry, it's going to change. And I don't care how many times you want to, throughout your whole life, teach people that they're pronouncing your name wrong. Your name is always going to be mispronounced because... You're speaking in a different language. I accept the Yes, fact. okay. Here's, uh, here's an interesting one. Um, the rhotic R in, yeah. f- in American people's names. Yeah. So we have... Um, Troy. Uh, well, I'm thinking of something like... Uh, something Peter. Like, yes. Peter. Um, so an, a British person is going to say Peter, yeah. and I'm going to say Peter, and the person is going to say, no, I'm... Peter. <laughs> yes, that's right. And they're not going to answer to Peter. Because that's clearly not their name. Now, that person, should they be slapped? <laughs> well, this is somebody who hasn't traveled much. Um, and somebody who hasn't experienced people with other accents, maybe. I mean, this is more... I don't know if this well, is no, a pronunciation. If, if it's a pure accent issue. It's an accent issue, it, isn't it? Uh, uh, Peter. I can choose to say to a Cambodian... Uh, Troy. Troy. And I'll go... Charoy, <laughs> and or I can choose to accept the fact that in Cambodian, uh, you know, one of the things Troy. that I, one of the things that I really like about this is <clears throat> if you say to somebody from a particular language community, Thai, or my name's Steve, they'll they'll say it incorrectly, but they'll say it incorrectly consistently across the whole population. Yeah. They'll all get it wrong in exactly the same yes, way. And languages are predictable. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's great. So now my name is Steve. Yeah, and um, and I'm I'm Troy in Cambodia, and I'm Troy in Vietnam, and here I'm Troy. Uh, no, I'm Troy. Do you know that your name Troy. in Vietnamese is a terrible swear word in Cambodian? Uh, my name in Vietnamese is a terrible swear word in Cambodian, but it's also because I'm not that great with tones, a synonym for like heck or duh in what? Oh, in, in Vietnamese in ca- in, in, in Cambodian. Yeah, so yeah. so when people go. Troy, or they go, Troy, I don't know whether is they that, go, is that hey, they... Troy, or, oh, oh shit. crap. Uh, yeah. Okay, good. <clears throat> All right, so, uh, let's say I'm Korean. Okay. Are we, we going to land up in New Zealand in this podcast? Because the, there's... Uh, yes, we're going to land up in okay, New Zealand. Okay, great. So. Okay, I'm Korean. Wait, I can't think of a, a common enough pop culture icon from Korea that's... Well, I mean, I'm Japanese. Okay. And uh, I say, uh, hey, do you like the right more? No, wait, that's not even close to Japanese. Oh, no, no, but I do have a good one. Um, we, I was with a Japanese speaker once, and we were talking about how fantastic Japanese um, um, uh, production. Ah, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, the industrial, and especially the cars. And so we... We were talking about all these fantastic Japanese cars, Subaru. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, in Japanese, it's not Subaru, but um, Subaru. Yeah, and uh, Toyota, and then he said, "Oh, and don't forget Matsuda," and I was like, "What? I don't, I don't even know what a Matsuda is." And it was a day later when I realized, oh, he was talking about Mazda. Yeah. I hadn't I hadn't even drawn that connection, and I'd forgotten about the the car in any case. But to him, it wasn't Mazda. It's Matsuda or whatever it is, which is correct. Which is in correct Japanese. for him, yes. But that nobody else knows. Nobody else knows as, as Matsuda. Well, what language was he speaking? Well, he's speaking English, Japanese, or English. I don't know what he was speaking. He was speaking English, but he was using the Japanese terminology for it. But there was a miscommunication there because 
I, d- I didn't even know that there was a different pronunciation for master in yeah. in Japanese. All right, so um, if if you said to him, and let's say, were you speaking in Japan? No, we were speaking in Singapore, I think. Okay. Um, let's say you were speaking to him in Japan, mm. just to... Okay, to complicate, yeah. All right, uh, now... In that in that context, if you're in Japan, yes, yeah, it's a bit more likely that you might be familiar with the con- Yes, yes, it's well, the conti- more, yeah, that's right. Because you you've been exposed to you've had more exposure to the accent. I can't wait to get to New Zealand. Okay, <laughs> I don't want to get to New Zealand. I, I'm, I'm actually dreading it. But anyway, okay. All right, so um, we're there, uh, but you know, you just through the situation, you mm. know that. You did not understand him. Yes. So obviously, he's not speaking English. He's speaking a version of English that cannot be understood unless you also speak Japanese and are familiar with, or are familiar with the accent or, or something. Yes, or I mean, I mean, the thing is that maybe the problem was I didn't realize there was another name for Mazda in, in Japanese, and he didn't know that the name had been changed internationally yeah. for that brand. Yeah. Okay, so now this is a problem from both sides. He's not well traveled enough to know that Mazda isn't. Called yeah, and I'm not Japanese enough to know that this Japanese brand, which is everywhere global. called one thing, is called a different thing over there, and I yeah. think that that's quite common. Okay. Um, so that was just a, a but it was but a good it, example of how one brand can, yeah, uh, yeah. Can, can change its name and, and become a different thing. But in this in this case, you could only know what he was talking about if you were familiar with his language. But the fact of the matter is, he was speaking your language, and, right? But you know, this this is not even a um, this is not even a, a language across languages. In South Africa, um, we have something called Panado, which mm. is a headache tablet. Okay. Um, and when I left South Africa, and I went everywhere else, it's called Panadol. Uh, um, yeah, but that that that's not a pronunciation issue. That's just simply that. Different places have different names for different things. Yeah, but, but I, I have no idea why you guys go to a ro- stop at the robot, because that's just weird. Um, but I also uh, have no problem with you borrowing my thongs. <laughs> I wouldn't borrow your thongs, thank you. <laughs> I know, I've got a lovely blue pair. <laughs> okay, let's go to New Zealand. <laughs> but that that's just a, a, there's yeah, a different yeah, yeah. name for a different yeah, thing, okay. and that happens. Okay. All right, now, no, let's... To the Japanese guy, okay. we're we're in Singapore. Uh-huh. Okay, no one's going to understand him except another Japanese guy, right? right. So there's in Japan, no English speaker is going to understand him, but everyone else who either speaks Japanese or is familiar is going to. Right. Uh, in Singapore, nobody's got any idea what's going on. It's right. He's got done. to. He's got to realize at some point that nobody's yeah. understanding what he's talking about, and he's going to have to. Anglicize his Japanese for that particular thing. Okay. Right. All right. And every word gets a size. It doesn't matter. If it's an English word being used in Italian, it will have an Italian pronunciation of the word. Right. And sometimes to an, a degree that an English speaker won't know what that word right. is. Yes. Um, there are words in Thai... Uh, sorry, but we're sitting in a room with with concrete walls, so it's the only one that pops in my head. Okay. Uh, my house is made of semen. And it's oh. semen. Mm. But of course, saying your house is made of semen in English sounds... is highly problematic, yeah. 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 But it's cement in English. But the thing is, lots of languages have the word cement with different pronunciations of it. Mm. Like in Spanish, I think it's 
simen. Mm. You know, it's actually closer to the Thai than the English is. Mm. But the fact of the matter is, I don't know what you're saying unless I'm willing to be very patient and guess and figure it out. So, I'm sorry, that word that you... You do know that word, and you know what that word means, but you don't know how to say that word. And if you're speaking in English, you'll have to say it that way. Uh, and vice versa. If I'm using my English word cement in Thai, I have to learn that it's pronounced that way. Okay. Pronounce it in the language of the language you're speaking, not in the language that it comes okay, from. Okay, well, let, let's get on to the problems then. So, when the British colonised the planet back in the, um, in the, yeah. in the long-distant past... They went when around. Boy. Yeah, when I was a kid, they went around naming everything from the local language in British English. Yes. So, um, Ceylon, for example, yeah. Sri Lanka was called Ceylon because that was what they heard, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, they they just took the local sounds and made them, and when the British left, everything went back in. So it's almost the same, but it's not. I mean, yeah. there's lots of place names that. Um, um, haven't actually changed that much, but have become less British. So yeah. there is a, an element of this whole anglicizing a, a place name or somebody's name, which sounds neo-colonial and yes. imposing yes. my... Mm. This is where we get to the problem part, isn't it? Yeah, this is where the problem begins. Because if I'm, if I'm not going to say your name the way that you want, or the way that you've been named at birth... And I'm going to say it in a nice English way. Or I'm going to say Peter instead of what you think your name is. I'm imposing my my colonial brand of English onto you. And I'm now... And, I'm, and I'm I would say... Casting you in servitude and making you into a slave forever. Because and I would say that you're not. You, well, sure. you don't know how to speak my language, so how the hell are you supposed to figure out how to pronounce it my yeah, way? I, th- I think the problem and is that... Wait, Eng- we're not speaking my language, we're well, speaking English. I mean, the problem is, particularly with English, is it's such a language of power. And, and, and not only that, but it's got a complicated history uh, yeah. in a lot of places. N- not that English is the only culprit of this. This has happened across continents and countries since forever, the whoever's subjugating somebody tries to stamp out that person's language, or they're st- trying to stamp out their culture, and part of that culture is their language. Mm. And so, uh, the language of the dominator, dominator, yes, becomes the becomes the signal of power and and yeah. and yes, and, and so uh, if you're let's take uh, one of the touchy ones like uh, Scottish, okay. If you're Scottish and some uh, English speaker tries to say, um, where's Glasgow? And you say, and the Scottish speaker says... It's Glasgow. Yeah. Whatever what, it is, I can't say it. I can't speak Spanish. What's Glasgow? I don't know Glasgow. Do you mean Glasgow? There you are. You did better than I did. Right. Yeah, well, then, no, that's better than my little attempt. <laughs> By the way... None of the accents I've done today are even close to what they should be. Yeah, don't know yeah, what but I mean, the, the point is that somebody's becoming pedantic about vowel shapes. Yeah. Um, and in this case, I, I get where the Scottish speaker is coming from. Look, you're in Scotland now, and so pronounce it the way it's correct. But if they're simply doing it because... Actually, I, I know exactly what you mean. I'm just being a bit of a shit. No, no, but okay. And, but that so, shit is not... I'm not doing it to you. I'm 
it's all tied up in history yeah. and but there are politics. two issues here so the, the one issue as you pointed out is the, the, the way that our mouths work and some people don't have those sounds readily available yeah okay the other thing is that language is a social event speaking and interacting with somebody is a socio-cultural event yeah okay so there's a whole bunch of sociolinguistics here and when I say somebody's name and I don't say it in the correct form I have the I have the potential to be socially disgracing either myself or that person yes potential it's not it's not a given but if I do it in a way if I'm a if I'm a top-down imposer if I'm a feudal lord and I yeah. say their name in the wrong way well then I'm in in a way, I'm using their name as a as a, a means of controlling of of control. Um, if I'm uh, okay, con- wait. Yeah. Uh, so if what about if that person is speaking their language and they change your name? Why is it only that you're using it as control when you change their name in your language? So are they using it as control when they change your name in their language? Okay, so so here's a here's an example of this that comes to mind quite readily. Um, the word for foreigner in Thailand is foreign. Yeah. Okay. Now it's it's foreigner. The the foreigner doesn't have any connotation. Immediate connotations, yes. But foreigners in Thailand get really upset when Thais oh, use do, it. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, there's so that the Thai will say that foreigner over there would like to use the toilet. Um, and they'll say, farang. Yeah. Um, and the, th- the the foreigners see that as them using the word foreigner to indicate them as a person. They, as in, yeah. yeah. Why don't they rather say the man with the yellow shirt rather yeah, why than they the foreigner? That other. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. is what, I mean, they think it means that other. But it's because they come from a culture where the English word foreigner can be used in that manner. Oh, these bloody yeah, foreigners, foreigners coming, coming but I mean, in the thing and is that messing up my the, the, the way that language, the way that tie is constructed, a, a, a person in a shop will name the customer, customer. Yeah. Um, and we won't do that. We won't address a customer by saying, Hey, customer. Hey, customer. Do you um, want some help, customer? Right. Um, but of course they do here, and that's yeah. not a problem. That's yeah. not so... It's uh, the language. It's part of the cultural, yes. It's the way the language has been devised. And when a Thai person who doesn't speak English very well will translate that and say, Hello, customer, what can I do for you today? It sounds rude and yes. condescending. Um, and the same way, if you say, Hey, Farang, what do you want? Um, yeah. It sounds rude and condescending. But of course, that's just because there's a cultural mismatch between the way. And it's because that person is imposing their language values on the other language. That's right. And In my language, work. that's impolite, so right. I must be impolite. You yeah. must be being impolite to me. That's right. Uh, no, I'm speaking a different language. Either learn my language or go away. Yeah, it's difficult, though, to. You know, if you've been brought up monolingually, it's very difficult to to shift cultural values within the language. I mean, to to call somebody foreigner in my language is rude. Therefore, it must be rude in every language. Um, the, the this I think is one of the problems with being mon- monolingual is that you don't grow up with two sets yeah. of of values of how languages fit together. Um, and it's and it's also I mean it's it's very hard in the beginning when you're trying to learn. I was brought up completely monolingually. I didn't experience any other language in any meaningful way until I was in my late teens or early 20s, whatever. And there were moments where I just went, what? I just, I, it's not that I don't understand the word. I just don't get what you're talking about. You know, like, the difference between dung, yul, squal, che. You know, I, it took me 
Yeah. So three, those... four months before I went, oh, wow, English doesn't make sense. Instead of, your language doesn't make sense. Because all those words mean... No. Yeah, as in K-N-O-W. Yes. And they all have very different subtle connotations. Oh, oh. No, the thing is, they're not subtle. They're so distinct that once you understand them, it makes perfect sense. But until you understand them... It just seems like a big muddle. I, I have no idea what's going on. You know what I had I a problem with? When I, was, when I was learning um, Indonesian, I had a real problem with um, exclusive and inclusive we. So Because uh, oh, English doesn't have that. Uh, which we, is stupid. Right. So we're going. So that means we but not me. Yeah. Um, and uh, they have this inclusive... Ne- I think that's how it works. And I mean, I'm still confused about it because it's just never been... Sure, it's not the inclusive, exclusive you. Well, that, that I, I was you. familiar. Because <sighs> most languages have inclusive and exclusive... Uh, singular you and plural you. It's only English that's stupid and doesn't. No. it's it, Okay, let's just say I'm talking to you and I say we're going. But yeah. you're not going. It's we that's going. Uh-huh. So that means it's an exclusive... Ah, okay. So... But if I say we're going and you're also going with us, then that's a different word because that means so I've included you or not depending on how the we yes, in English yes, we don't yeah. we don't separate that no. and I battled I really struggled to figure out why why do they need two we's you know um, but once you get it it makes sense right well yeah I mean in theory I think oh that's pretty clever we don't have that in English you know we're going but you're not going we have to we have to make that explicit somehow or another and the Indonesian has that built into the language which yeah. is pretty which makes sense yeah, absolutely I mean it's English that doesn't all right so are we ready to get to New Zealand oh do we have to you know what okay let's do it uh, okay. okay, I think everybody who's listening knows the problem here. I hope so, and I just... I'm, it's such a horrible topic, because <laughs> I have the... If I'm completely excluding politics and history and race and religion and culture and personal feelings and education and ideology and uh, your generation and blah, 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 the answer is really simple. Speak the language you're speaking. End of discussion. Yeah, I mean the problem with the problem with New Zealand, and if if you're listening, it's not just New Zealand. We're just I'm just using. Well, it I'm as picking on New example. Zealand because it's gone out of control a little bit there. But the thing is that um, we are a repressed, oppressed people. Yeah. Our language has been annihilated. Yeah. Our history and has been yet, annihilated. And yet, a lot of that language is still used in the English language. So place names and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And a few other words as well. They are used yeah. in English. I think this is also the thing that if you reverse, if you try and reverse language change, somehow or another the history will come back. Where our our great past will be, um, and all those terrible tragedies that which our forefathers have suffered will be reversed somehow, and they'll it'll all be okay. Whereas uh, it's kind of the opposite <laughs> is what happens. You you try to reverse some sort of language imposition and it just makes it so you're complicating the language well you complicate i mean there are instances like with welsh welsh was almost completely yeah lost and it's made this fantastic resurgence and it's come back but i don't hear the welsh people going no you're no, not you're pronouncing this place name it's and um, please say it properly because otherwise i'm, I'm going to have you arrested kind of thing so uh the reason why I'm calling it the New Zealand thing is because I don't know how to pronounce the word M-A-O-R-I anymore. 
Yeah, you know, um, I was listening to another podcast where he pronounced it incorrectly, Maori, Maori. Yeah. And, and there were a lot of people that wrote in and complained to him that he was, it was a linguistics podcast, so he's, okay. maybe he should have got it right yeah. there. <laughs> I don't know, only if he speaks a language that has those sounds. Maori. Um, I, I, I mean, yes. So it, in English, it's Maori, Maori, because those M and L and R and E are all... Maori. Yeah, because those are sounds that How do you say it? Well... I don't... Uh, well, if I have to say it, I have to say Maori because I can't speak Maori. the language that has the sound. And maybe if somebody taught me, I could, but then I'd still go, wait, now I'm doing that thing where I'm saying, hey, let's go to Lin. <laughs> and everyone goes, what? Mm. It, I think it's Maori. Maori? Maori. Maori. I, I don't anyway, know what that consonant is. But in uh, uh, it's very important, Troy to know that if you are going to say that word, you must use the traditional, correct, uh, culturally appropriate pronunciation, or else don't use it. Because yeah, so otherwise you're being condescending, neocolonial, and you, you're creating reverberations of past... Um, um, what's it? What are all the bad things that you... That's right. That's right. And Yes, and all that stuff did happen. I just think well, that, sure it did. that history and and language, language, historical language is historical, and spoken language is supposed to be for communication. And on this very political note, it's time for a word from our sponsor. Yeah. Uh, today's sponsor is uh, a Australian cheese, and I'm sorry, it's not a uh, bigger. I mean, bigger's great cheese. Um, Isn't it bigger? Yeah, sure. Um, today's sponsor is a lovely cheese made in Kunawara. And I'm not going to tell you what the name of the cheese is because some people might get offended about cheese that comes from Kunawara because some words mean different things in different countries. So this Kunawara cheese that is our sponsor is delicious and yep. can be bought... At shops at that shops. sell cheese. Right, and, and you goes, can put it on bread. It's good on salads too. But please don't use it in a sentence, and certainly not in an email. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but uh, in Australia, we don't have parmesan and all of that. We've got tasty, bitey, strong, and vintage. I recommend the vintage. It's pretty good. I eat cheese. Teffel Waffle is proudly brought to you by the non-stop Tefflers, Troy and Steve. For any comments, complaints, or queries, please visit tifflewaffle.com. Okay, uh, wait, it's got a www.tifflewaffle. Indeed. Maori, 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 Maori. And that's how you pronounce Maori. Alright, and that bit there came from a bloke on YouTube. So if you want to check it out, right, I'll put the link in the comments if I remember. Okay? Alright. Indeed.